Champagne Soccer, best podcast in the world dedicated to the beautiful game. It's the off season, but we still rocking. A lot of interesting news going on today. We have some old topics that we want to bring up too, because you know, it's what we call in journalism evergreen content. It doesn't age, you know. And I'm joined by the gang. You see us on camera. We all here. Ephraim, Marcus, Anthony, Cletus. What's going on, guys? Shit, man. You know, another week. Watching under 23s, you know. Can't find a screen. You wait for TV, you liars. But that's another <laughs> topic. I don't think you wait for the TV is for us in the U.S., man. We have to watch CBS Sports Network and get lucky. Yeah. It's like Amazon in England. Like they, yeah, they exactly. They games in England, not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But let's get it cracking. It's transfer window. We rocking. But before we get into each segment, I wanted to ask the gentleman about what's going on in the chasm of the transfers because mm. – before the window started, we expected a lot of moves, and it seemed like teams wanted to move quicker because of preseason. Try to get your full team in order so you guys can train together, understand the tactics, build that chemistry. There seems to be a new wrinkle because of Cletus's crew in Saudi Arabia. They are <laughs> a vacuum in the market, absorbing Huff contracts, signing all the good Muslim players they can find, and the brothers that maybe look Muslim. Shout out Bernardo Silva. You know, he lit. He's Iberian, right? Hey, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know why you're working that deal over there? You look kind of like them. Anyways, Luka Modric, I don't know why you didn't take that money because I would have left Real Madrid. You won it all. For me, you just you just taking up space now, Modric. Sit down, bruh. But, hey, I'll start with you, Cletus, because Gary Neville and a lot of people are accusing your club for corruption. They're trying to figure out, <laughs> does the Saudis have funding in Clear Lake? Uh, what's going on? Talk to me, Clay. How are you guys sell selling all your huff at a high price to the Saudis? No association to Clear Lake management, you know, but at, at the end of the day, we have the product that they want to buy. So why would we not want to sell? Especially when we could clear, you know, our books, sell some of our Huff players, bring in some revenue after spending $860 million, um, you know, back in back in January and December. So I think it's good for us to recoup some of the money. Kovacic, again, please show some respect to him. He has more Champions League than majority of people at Man City right now. Anthony, thank you. But you know, looking at Doesn't the guy, have the same amount as all of them now. Yeah, they yes, all one. One. Huh. They all one. Yes, two from Madrid. Man, that don't count. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. He was. I didn't. I don't remember him on the pitch in the final in any of them finals. I don't even think he was on the bench in some of those finals. He was in the stands watching like a spectator. He played, he played some of those seasons. But anyway, I want to say this real quick before you go ahead. And I respect your stance because, hey, everyone has their own opinion. But come on, man. 2024 moving forward, Clay, we can't give every player on the team props for winning. If you weren't okay. a factor hey, hey. a fixture on that team, like Kovacic winning the Champions League, 
from the stands. I don't rate that. Come on, man. I thank you for saying that because now a lot of guys are under surveillance. Thank you. Oh yeah, everybody's well. You know, shout out ring culture. That's what ring culture is trying to educate. We want to show that hey, people can still be great, but if you play for a bad organization, it's not your fault. That's why you're gonna be a Harry Kane fan soon. But go ahead, my bad. I mean, you got Huff. You got Huff. You selling. What else you got? Yeah, we have a lot of Huff. We're selling. Um, right now our recruitment is looking Huff as well. We we're trying to get Conseto. You know. Hopefully we could probably go in for uh Chiesa, but we're trying to get another striker that's big on our radar. I don't think the Usama uh Usaman thing is gonna work out because again, I don't think nobody wants to pay that 110 or that hundred million for him, especially him coming to the Premier League. That's too big of a price tag. So yeah, it's interesting to see how we're gonna play out. The Mason Mouse situation looks like United's too broke to really throw some money over here. So Looks like Mason will be staying for another year, which I'm happy about. And hopefully we could kind of lock him in for another three, four years. But that is it's very calm over here at, at Chelsea, man. We have more help for sale, actually. Uh, what's his name? God, Loftus-Cheek at AC Milan. So that deal looks like it's about to be complete. Another one going over to Italy, doing good business with AC Milan. Hopefully we could steal some more of their players in the future. Um, Tamari coming home and, you know, Leal, hopefully so. Um, Marcus, your team hasn't had any luck working with the Saudis. Uh, how do you feel about their movement in the transfer window and their plans? Because now it looks like they're not trying to host the 2030 World Cup anymore because they know that the uh, FIFA isn't going to allow that many World Cups in the Middle East that close in time. So what do you think about their plan and their investment strategy to build in their league? I think it's kind of poisoned in the transfer market this uh, summer right now. No, uh, It's like everybody wants certain players, but the option of that Saudi, damn, they give you had almost a billion dollars has people thinking. Um, like it's a rumor right now that Thiago is supposedly might have an offer and Klopp is trying to talk him out of going. So like it's a tempting deal for a lot of guys, I think. And um the thing about I would say about our transfer situation, it seems like kind of like the prices are going up as soon as you're putting the bids in. Since these kids, like the two targets we have, they're playing in the under 23s, it's kind of um, poison in that situation. But the Saudis bringing in these older legends, I think that's going to make competition. But from what I'm told, it's only the top four teams that are really out here bidding that, that type of money because it's people that back them. So if it's only four of those teams, how many teams are in that league? Do you know? 18 to 20. So if it's only four teams with stars, like I don't really see them doing stuff on TV. Maybe they might get an Amazon deal. Um, I heard that Netflix is also trying to get into streaming sports as well. So maybe they might try to get one of those deals. I mean, and as far as the World Cup, I mean, they should expand it to more nations anyway. Like, quit taking that money. Like, we just had that problem with with Putin and them. Like, you pretty much gave him a, a a World Cup. You don't gave the Saudis a World Cup. Like, 
I guess give some other dictator the damn, a damn World Cup if that's the way how she's coming to the US 2026. Don't who worry. They, I mean, uh, who whoops. Whoa. Allegedly, I'm Joe sorry. Joe I'm sorry, American government. That was a joke. <laughs> so yeah, man. I don't know. Um, I don't know about their league per se, but I do think the stars will help. The stars from these other leagues will help them get attention. It's a 16 team league, by the way. So the bottom two teams get relegated, and their theory, Marcus, is that the top four teams will be funded by the Saudis. So then basically all their good players will trickle down to the other teams. That's how they hope to make it uh, more competitive. The old George Bush, Ronald Reagan trickle down effect. I don't think that works. Hey, did that happen to the homie they got cut for Ronaldo, the black brother? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know where he's at now. That's a good <laughs> question. Um, what Vincent Abubakar, where is he at now? Is he's he like still? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Ephraim, what you feeling, man? Do you think, based on this plan, we've seen this before with the Chinese, Chinese Super League, and that flopped heavy. They all went broke. Do you think that can be the same fate as the Saudi League, or is it kind of impossible since they print their own money? They got oil for days. <laughs> that That's that's a great question, because I think, I think yeah, it, it obviously it could flop, but... Will it? I mean, they're pulling in players that are, you know, younger than what the Chinese Super League was pulling in. You know, Ruben Neves, what is he, 25, 26 years old? You know, uh, Mindy just went, just got signed from Chelsea. Was he around the same age? I think he's the same age, right? Um, so, I mean, like, they're not pulling in, like, just old, you know, 35 and plus uh, players in the Saudi League. And to Marcus's point, you know, what they're doing is they're they're showing that, you know, they have a viable league, that they're bringing in viable players, you know, all in order to help them get a World Cup, whether it's in 30, 2030 or 2034 or, or whenever. In, in the next 10 or 15 years, they're, they're looking to get a World Cup in Saudi Arabia. And so doing something like this, yeah, they got all the money in the world. Uh, they got the resources. They got – they'll make – they're making these players, uh, a lot of these players are going to be financially set for the rest of their lives off of like two or three seasons, and that's it. That's all they got to play. Uh, they was willing to make Messi the most expensive uh, salary ever. You know, so uh, what are they paying? Uh, um, Conte, what, $100 million a season? Yeah, oh. supposedly. <laughs> right, right. So it's hard to turn something like that down when, when like somebody like Conte, maybe he's in thirty something years old, early thirties. He, he may be on the you know the end of his career as far as like Premier League or some other top league. So when I go over to Saudi Arabia, make that make that bread and come back, and your family's set for life. That's why Luka Modric is silly. He's thirty seven and didn't yeah, take the bag just to go yeah. become a coach at Madrid. All right, man, yep. you you could have yep. came back, but. Hey, to each his own, I do respect that he wanted to retire a Real Madrid player. So I'm sure Benzema had that dream too, but the money was too crazy. He went for it. So, uh, Anthony, you got any updates uh, with uh, Bernardo and Marez's deal? How's that going? No word on Bernardo. Um, Marez, I saw there was uh agreement but i don't know if it, it was like a verbal agreement i don't know i haven't seen any 
actual dollars to it. Um, but honestly, if Mares goes, I hope Bernardo stays. Gunnigan, he already left to Barcelona. Um, we got Kovacic to <clears throat> that's a one for one swap for real. So I thank you, Claytis. He he is a baller. Uh who I saw something. We're playing, you know, a game with Arsenal with Declan Rice. I think we're gonna make y'all pay more money than we who so that we wouldn't pay that much. I don't know what's going on. We're just gonna use uh Vardiol as what Declan Rice would be if we don't get get somebody. That's what I'm assuming. And we're just gonna make y'all pay pay a lot of money for some huff and uh or just some average milk, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, that's about it, man. That's 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 how we moving in Manchester right now. Yeah, I don't see no news on Mares. Yeah, if you guys aren't aware, uh, there's a report, according to Fabrizio Romano, that Arsenal has submitted a new bid of a hundred million dollars or hundred million, yeah, pounds fixed fee with a five million in add-ons. Uh, yeah, I was hey, saying I'm this seeing before the pot. Uh, go ahead. I'm seeing 134 right now on Bleacher Report. I think that's American dollars. Yeah, that's American I get it. We do live in America, so yeah, I I like to look at the pounds because they're British clubs, and you know they don't fool with that Euro <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> but uh, I think with Declan Rice, I was saying this before the pod. I don't think it's a good idea for your record signee to be a midfielder. I think it should be an attacker. Uh, Chelsea did the same thing with Enzo. That brother don't even like to run back. <laughs> so he spent 120 million dollars for a guy that only wants to pass. I don't United. want that. Yeah, United, you know, oh, Paul Pogba, yeah, that guy could do everything and nothing at the same time. He was so talented, he never could find a position. And then he ended up shining on the wing on accident. <laughs> Almost right. like he was going to break the assist record. Then he got hurt. And look at uh, Jack Grealish. If he was on any other club, he would be under surveillance for his statistics. But because he's on the best team in the world with the best coach in the world, there's no pressure on him to produce so he can just be a mascot and get drunk and put shitty performances and become the face of Gucci. So I think when you're a midfielder, it's not, you're not the marquee guy. And I respect Declan Rice. The reason why he's tricky to me is because his gift is timing, anticipating the game, breaking up play, stopping counterattacks. That is valuable, especially in the transitional game of football today. But I don't think this is the marquee player of a team. But I understand it. It's all politics. He's English. He's the captain of West Ham. They just won a continental trophy. They want the most money ever for him. He's probably going to be the next English manager. He's only 24. So if he's able to stay healthy, you got a decade of him. So I get it. Would I pay that for him? Nah, but I do respect his ability. And hey, Marcus, you like me, we DMs, man. You got to know how to read the game. I'll give Declan Rice props for that. He does know how to read the game, but he's mostly been playing in a double pivot. I think Arsenal wants to play in a single pivot, 4-3-3, unless they're going to continue to try to push up Zinchenko to play next to a DM, which 
I don't know if that's going to work because he's not the best uh, athlete. He's not the best defensively. So we'll see what happens with Declan Rice. But it does look like he's going to Arsenal. So hooray, I guess. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about a brother that's very near and dear to Anthony and Cletus's heart, Josie Mourinho. We didn't talk about it. Because, you know, I don't look down on those competitions to see what's going on down there. But supposedly, Roma lost the European final. The first final Jose Mourinho has ever lost. And he was upset. He's walking down on Anthony Taylor, harassing him <laughs> in the parking lots. Got fans ready to beat him. Look how Cletus is pleased. Got fans assaulting and abusing this man and his family just because you want to coach Harambol. And now he's been banned four games by UEFA. And because of that, he said, I'm getting down on this board. UEFA, you wanted me to be a part of your board. I'm out of here. So, Cletus, justify the nonsense. Why yeah. is Jose Mourinho in his 50s and still acting like a brat? Break it down for us. To be honest, watching the game, you could see that Roma was, in, the, in a way, kind of cheated. There's definitely some calls that went against him and some calls that should have had. But, I mean... All in all, I feel like they they should have expected that. Like, you know, after the, the ban and all of that, you should have expected a reaction from Jose. So I'm not too surprised by it. He's kind of getting to his, you know, to his end year. So he's probably looking to take take a break, maybe do the international thing for another two years and then retire. So yeah, I mean he's just getting old. Just he just needed some some feisty little little fun to have. Mind you, Anthony, they scored a goal in the 35th minute and he stopped playing football for the rest of the match and allowed Sevilla to come in and go to penalties. So you wanted him to be your next coach of Manchester City if Pep didn't get the job done. So how do you feel about his antics and the way he's basically become a lesser version of himself as he gotten older? He went from being one of the best all-around coaches ever to now being the face of parking the bus. Hey, man, <clears throat> can't deny that he's a he's a winner. At least he got his team to that that position to lose in that manner, and that's why I respect him. Um, the same way Pep had to get out of his own way for us to get this treble historic season um, and let players be themselves, even though he did tweak some stuff. Mario may be able to do that later on. He may, from what I, what you guys tell me historically, he was balling out when he was at Real Madrid. You know what I'm saying? They was, they was running. Yeah, that was up. a decade ago, man. Now he plays hey, man, with a back seven. What if, <laughs> you know, what if he needs some some explosive talent that can get him back to that that level of uh, being open and to want to attack? As Anthony, well as he's a JV coach now. He's a JV coach <laughs> now. He lost it. He can't coach big teams anymore. He's a cup coach now. I mean, so what? So that sounds like he's going to uh, go back to Chelsea for his fourth time. <laughs> yeah, our JV program. He'll bring him back. He'll bring him back. Yeah. Look at him blurring oh, out. Hey, all right. So here, here we go. Hey, you know, champagne soccer. We're good at what oh, predictions. Hey, Pochettino out by February. By March, y'all are getting Mourinho. Hey, if that happens... That night is on me. <laughs> yeah. All right. I need to go yeah. to 
Larry Bay duck duck bar in Woodbridge or in Fredericksburg and get blasted. Yeah, so no one wants to tell the <laughs> truth, Ephraim. No one wants to tell the truth. The beginning of Jose's downfall started at your beloved club. Let us know how you view Jose Mourinho in 2023, not 2012 or 2005. <laughs> right now, 2023. I fully concur. It did begin at Manchester United. I totally agree with that, I think. At the same time, yes. And I think he's going to Saudi. That's where I think he's going. I think that's where he's going to end up being. Because I think they're going to give him an offer he can't refuse either. Um, I mean, I, look, he, he's proven successful with, you know, not necessarily having free-flowing uh, football all the time. Um, you know, especially in these last few years, he's he's sits back and he'll hit you on the counter. Um Nothing wrong with that if you're well if you're willing to and ready to absorb a lot of pressure. You know it's been proven that teams have won that way. I mean, look at Real Madrid when they beat uh, uh, Liverpool in the in the Champions League. They did the same thing. Liverpool dominated possession in that game. Yet, who won the game? Right? Uh, they played Manchester City not this year, obviously, but last season when they won, and they did the same thing. So teams, you know, it, Jose Mourinho has definitely. Uh, made a name for himself with parking the bus. That was definitely, you know, something he kind of termed or, you know, he, he calls himself the chosen one. So, uh, you know, he's he's definitely used to uh, coining tar- terms. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what his legacy is going to end up being at the end of the day. I mean, yes, he's a winner, absolutely. But his latter part of his career, you know, that's what he's going to be known for is just sitting back, hitting people on the counter. For sure. Uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts, man? Jose right now is 60 years old. I think his best days are behind him. His peak was probably, honestly, Chelsea 20 years ago almost. That was his peak from winning the Champions League with Porto and then following up to go to Chelsea and they only concede 15 goals in a 38-game season, I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat that. But how do you feel about Jose's antics, his UEFA ban, and where he is at this point in his career? Well, I'll say this first off. I agree with y'all saying that um, the downfall was at United when um, he kind of had spent a lot of money, but then he kind of was trying to say that he didn't get no money. That kind of showed me like he was losing it a bit. I thought I think that he still has done a great job at Roma, even though that he lost this final. Like, bro, you was using Smalling at at fucking center back, bro. He needs buses, man. He's a bus man. I ain't gonna lie. When I watch some of them, bro, we would see dudes that we was playing with on FIFA FIFA's past. Or Sherway, like, what's going on, bro? Sherway. Bro, we seeing people of the past and he making it work. But um, I kind of thought if Messi went to the Saudi, the rumor was I saw that it was going to be a Jose Messi deal to the rival club so they can go against Ronaldo and it'd be primetime TV, theatrics and all. But I do think his club, his club coaching is about over. I don't think he was going to – if he stays at Roma, I don't think he's going to finish the season. Um, and I think if he takes another sabbatical, 
he's just going to probably wait until Saudi hits his number. But I would rather, I mean, we, we would see him, rather see him play problematic or kind of go back to his old stuff. Because, again, I don't know how the Saudi league is. Like, if the play is open, if it's problematic, like, is everybody over there parking the bus? Then I ain't going to watch that on TV. So, um, I think, like I said, maybe he can get that. Uh, what's the rumor? What's the rumor job he always wanted? Did he want the Portugal job? Uh, yeah. I mean, the dream job he wanted was Barcelona. <laughs> they never call him that boy. Yeah, that's all right. That's all. All right, all star. You can never coach the football heritage club. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, yeah. the Chelsea or Port or Portugal are, and then, like I said, here goes Saudi. It'll be Saudi. Likely though, but yeah, I, I mean, much respect to what he still did because I thought he was done as soon as he lo- left United. He kept went. Remember when he kept him? Said, I've won, I've won. Jurgen hasn't won. Pep hasn't won. He's talking about everybody. Yeah, now bro. Pep has like seven, five league titles. Exactly. He was saying, "I have three. Respect, 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 yeah, yeah. respect." I did respect, but you was wilding, bro. Yeah. Hey, man, it's always interesting to see how, you know, it's natural to see a player fall off because athletically you're not going to be the same for a long time. But it's always interesting to see a coach fall off. I got to see it firsthand being an Arsenal fan. I got to see Arsene Wenger's ideas fall behind him and him become a relic in the game. And I'm seeing the same thing with Jose Mourinho. Yeah, right now he's a great cup coach. He'll take you to a final. He even took Tottenham to a final, and they fired him before he he could give him a chance to win. That's how stupid they are, losers. But, hey, I respect Mourinho, but I think at this point of his career, you're probably right, Marcus. Going to the Saudi League is maybe his best option or a national team. I remember PSG was trying to look at him for a while, but, I think even they know, like, yeah, he kind of passed it. So they looking at Nigelsman, and then I understand Nigelsman is hesitant because he's like, hey, man, what y'all doing with Mbappe? But that's another story for another day. But well, I gotta, I want to read this quote with you. Shout out my man Elvis. He sent me this. And this is from Silvio Berlusconi in 2007. I see Siri I getting more and more poor we're leaders now but in 15 years we'll be a supermarket this man used to be the prime minister of italy he used to own ac milan and monza he recently passed away he's one of the biggest figures in modern football help bring the game into the 21st century uh let me continue with his quote the epl will be the number one league with everyone else behind them we don't have funds then the arabs will come into football and this is before Manchester City was bought by United Arab Emirates, by the way. We don't have any appeal anymore. There's no infrastructure or new stadiums. We're still behind 30 years. Do you know that the Arabs are building entire cities in the desert? Hey, man, there's so much economic strength in that area that they definitely won't stop. They'll definitely enter the football world because it's the biggest business and gives them the most visibility. And he continues, he's saying, yeah, they're doing it in Germany. The government provides funding to register kids for free, a charge. He's talking about how Germans have improved their uh, infrastructure 
while Italy, he yeah, he didn't see any movement. And now it's true to the point where Jose Mourinho at Roma, all he can do is sign players for free. They got Dybala for free. They bought uh, Evan and Deca for free. They got another homie this year for free. Wijnaldum walked over there on loan, got hurt. <laughs> so, yeah, I was joking, but I was serious about the Bundesliga not being a top league anymore, potentially. We already know Liga Uber Eats is out of there. Bundesliga is under surveillance and Serie A is under surveillance. Because if Tonali, Sandro Tonali has to be sold and you're replacing him with Ruben Loftus-Cheek, what is this? This is not a top league anymore. If Milan has to do this, Napoli's getting lucky. Oshiman, nobody wants him, it looks like, because they're asking for too much money. And that's what, you know, their president's been legendary for. That's why it took forever for Koulibaly and those type of guys to leave. But... I don't know, man. Syria, yeah. I when did you say this? What year did you say this was? Uh, two thousand seven. Fifty oh, Cent and Kanye were fighting over record sales. Wow. <laughs> that's the year. That's the year before City was bought, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. And you know him because of his experience in government. He knows what was going to happen. He knows what's going on behind the scenes. <laughs> so he probably saw this movement coming. Oh, my fault, Dan. No, go ahead. Y'all think with, like, the way Brazil was going after Ancelotti, they could have probably went over and tried to highlight Mourinho? Yeah, but... He's already, and I feel like with a team like that, Mourinho would probably achieve more than what I think Ancelotti might be able to achieve with a team like that. Because he has young players with experience, hunger, and I feel like they just need a guidance within a, a tournament to kind of get them across the line. It's not like they have bad players. They just need that extra, like, you know, tactical ability or, like, that knowledge how to play within a tournament within a short distance, within a short time frame. Yeah, but I think the appeal with Ancelotti, though, was that his recent success. He was, he's was he been more successful more recently than, I mean, look at, we've all agreed, you know, uh, Mourinho looks like he started his decline when he was with United. What's that, like, the last six years, seven years? yeah. That's that's a lot, you know. Ancelotti can at least say he's won what the double uh, in La Liga uh, over the last couple of years, you know, uh, the year before last. So. And don't forget, he Ancelotti was also like Mourinho. He was dead too. He was at Everton, lost. Everton, Everton. <laughs> Everton. Hey man, these coaches were dying out here, man. Everton yeah, and Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, he go from Everton to, to Real Madrid. I don't ever know, but shout out Zidane, man. Zidane quitting all the time. Open that lane. <laughs> and speaking of Zidane, I wanted your thoughts on a quote because he he had an interview with the AS, y'all. He's trying to get his promo out there, Anthony. I think yeah. he's tired of being at home with his family. He wants to coach again. So yeah, this is a quote. Uh, they asked him about the trends in football, and he was honest. He mentioned. And and I quote, in my time, football was a little less physical than it is now. With just the technique, you could go far. Now I think it's more complicated, more complicated, excuse me. Today's football is different. If I had played at this time, perhaps my physique would have played a trick on me. And I respect that honesty because we know a lot of athletes, they think, oh, I would be balling in any era. I could play in any system, any structure, any style. But I know Zidane's like, hey, man, 
Luka Modric be working hard. Look at hey, Tony Cruz, them niggas be running miles. I wasn't running like that. And I respect it, man. So, Marcus, how do you feel, man? Do you think that today's game is more about the transitions, the physicality, than the technique? Because now we are seeing that the profiles that certain teams are going for, it does look like they want the bigger player now. At first, there was a trend with Arsenal. We were the Midget Mac All-Stars. There was a time when everybody on our team was like 5'10", 5'9". Now it looks like player like look at Manchester City, for example. They signed Holland, 6'3", 6'4". They signed Akanji, 6'1", 6'2". Rub- uh, Rodri, 6'3". The, everybody on their team that they've signed recently, except for little Sergio Gomez, is a big player. So what do you think about And even in your situation, yeah, you got signed Alexis McAllister, but he's a hard worker that can play mm-hmm. a multitude of roles. And now you guys are looking at uh, Kone and Tehran, big physical, technical players. So what do you think about Zidane's comments? I think it's kind of it kind of differs by the lead and it kind of differs by the coach. Because um, I was going to ask you, even though Real Madrid players are all seem tall, they're mostly quick feet as opposed to like in England like how you say you get had the bird you had the burn leads you got the the when Conte is at Spurs those different teams would want to be physical so they're looking for those bigger profile guys they're not what is that Leicester won their lead in England with what a 33 year old guy playing freaking center back like <laughs> so I do think it differs by the lead but also, I think that shows in every in every sport. They want the guy, even with the speed, they're more bigger. So in a sense, yeah, you're going to look for those bigger profile guys. But I also think, like, in the case of Liverpool with with, Thurm- with Thurman, he, his size makes him, like, an option in various positions. Valverde. At real, he can play so many positions. Like his, it makes it, it makes it, it advantage for him. So, um, I do think, and but I do think in Germany they get away with short people outside of the back line, because I, I don't think what is it? Sane is not that tall. I know for sure, damn tall. <laughs> How tall is Leroy Sane? I feel like he's six feet. I could be wrong. Let's see on that one. He might be. Yeah, he's six feet. Okay. But I, it don't seem like most of their attacking players are as tall as compared to what what you would see in the Premier League. But I do think because the strikers in the Premier the Premier League also is back on the era of having taller strikers. So I think that, that kind of like skews our perspective a bit because we're seeing so many more taller players on the pitch in that aspect. But, I mean, I think Zidane could get away with it. Because he was so gifted, like, and that's rare. Like, look at when Tiago plays. It's it's something when uh, Musiala plays. It's something that you go see. Like, it doesn't matter what size those guys are. Like, their technical gifted ability shines overall. So I think that still that still would reign supreme in any era. By the way, Zinedine Zidane is six one, and I think he knows in today's era. 
they would have made him work more defensively and he ain't want to do that shit. That's what he's talking about, man. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey. Anthony, he saw Gundogan getting all the miles he had to run and said, hey, man, hey, I'm happy I played in my era. How you feel about this? Do you think the game is more about physicality than technique now? Or is it just dependent on the leagues? I, I'm agreeing with Marcus. I, I think it depends on the league because uh, – even I wish Jamar was here because he's the guy, he's a La Liga correspondent and he's been saying La Liga is one of the better leagues and they're not big over there. They're technical. They get jiggy. They, they won twos, dribble, dribble, spin, uliwop, whoop-de-whoop. English, Premier League football is kind of what y'all say haram in, in a way. It's, it's a lot. Before Pep changed it, as I've been watching it, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Arsene Wenger the changed the game. Arsene yeah, 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 yeah. Real, real heritage. That's cool. Pep real said, heritage. I knew I could play this um, way because Wenger did it. Real facts. He said that. He also yeah. wanted to play for us back in the day to learn, but he was huffed by then. You know, Cletus. He was at Bressier huffing him by then. Hey, man. Hey, I, I got one thing to add, though. I think uh, to add what you're saying, though, uh, Anthony, I do think Pep mm-hmm. changed it. Cause yeah, Conte, he did for sure. Because Conte, Conte, when he won the league, everybody wanted to be Conte with three in the back. All of a sudden, it was ugly for a very for a short period of time to me. I mean, Pep plays with a three in the back now. <laughs> because, That's because Pep, he realized. Yeah, he realized my team was too soft. I was still was trying too, to play like. Too, yeah, I was still playing two thousands football. That, like, I'm saying, like. Football is fast. But, that Xavi and Yesta Busquets midfield, I don't know what they're doing in 2023. Fast, fast doesn't mean it has to be physical, though. And that's what Pep learned. He realized, like, hey, man. But he <laughs> did make a over- physical. That's what he built. He built the most physical team he's ever had, and that's what helped him yeah. to win. Because before, y'all were soft. Y'all were small. You didn't have the best physical defenders. That's why he said the reason why we won is because I have four center backs. I have the most physical team I've ever had. I got Roger. Mm-hmm. He's 6'3". I got John Stones. He's 6'2". I got a 6'5 striker. He, that's what he's done. And that's what you look at Real Madrid, too. That's what they're doing. Jude Bellingham is over six feet. Uh, Camavinga, Tushimeni, they're all over six feet. Valverde, they're building a bigger team. Look at Bayern. Like, I, I just looked up Musiala. He's six feet. They want Harry Kane. He's a 6'2 striker. Teams want bigger players now. Look at United. Y'all were looking at Oshiman. He's 6'1. Like, I mean, even look at y'all. Liverpool, they bought Nunes. Isn't he like 6'2, 6'3? Gakpo, 6'2, 6'3. Like, that seems to be the profile that the big teams want now. They yeah, want bigger players. Well. Yeah, everyone wants bigger players now. Like, how big is uh Kovacic? I know he's not a little brother. Like six, six, six one. I think I just looked him up. I think he's like six one, six six one. Six foot, six one. I know Gavardio's like six one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, it is five ten. So he's close enough. He's <laughs> taller than me. I tell you that. <laughs> uh man. So I, I think the way the game is moving, yeah, you need to be more physical, especially because everyone that we're talking about they're trying to play champions league football city are the reigning champions 
Uh, Chelsea's trying to get back in the Champions League. Liverpool's trying to get back in the Champions League. United, you guys are trying to advance in the Champions League, you know, make a good run. Arsenal's just trying to, I don't know what we're doing. I guess trying to get out the group stage and see what happens. But I think where we're going, it is more about size and speed more than technique because of the transition game. And I think that's what Mourinho realized too. That's why he's happy to sit back and hold. I didn't, I, I didn't get to finish my point about the size of the Premier League and the technicality of La Liga. In European competitions, we've been seeing La Liga's technicality win a lot of uh, finals, even though they're not the biggest and or most physical. So it's still uh, a place for tech, technical play in the, wor the world sport. I would disagree and say that Real Madrid won all those Champions League because they had the biggest, fastest team. That's what their counterattack <laughs> was. Cristiano, <laughs> Gareth, Bale, Benzema. They had the biggest counterattack. That's what they are. They had the freak athletes that were fast as hell. They had the fastest white man we've ever seen. Is mixing brothers at half. That's what I think. That's how they won. Even now, like how they won the Champions League against Liverpool. That midfield bullied them. That back line of Militao, uh, <laughs> Alaba, they bullied them. That's what happened. What? They what? Injured. Why did Salah? Yeah, exactly. They bully ball. Diaz, Physical. Man. That's what I'm saying. Bully ball. That's what wins the Champions League. That's why Pep said, "I need some big niggas, man." Was Anthony Rock? Was it was his name? Is the damn ref? Was he ref that game, bro? Because he just be like, <laughs> "Oh man, all right." Uh... Let me ask y'all. Oh, yeah. Let me ask y'all this. Uh, Alfonso Davies, he seems to be frustrated at playing at the back. He wants to be freed, play higher up the pitch. He said when he first started, this was on the Say Less podcast. Salute to them. Said when he first started, he was supposed to be Aaron Robbins' replacement. Alaba got hurt, played left back, and he's been stuck ever since, and he wants to be freed. Claytis, what are your thoughts as the Bayern fan, man? Are Honestly, you gonna free him? Nah, because you do more good at left back than I feel like what he would as a winger. Um, looking at like his highlights when he was younger, to even like now, I feel like his decision making is still not at the level that you wanted to be for a winger because he hesitates a little bit too much. So it's just like certain things that I just feel like he needs to work on to be able to start as a winger on the team. I think being on left back, honestly, he's able to shine way more and offer a lot more to the team, honestly. Ephraim, if you were in Alfonso Davies' situation, would you want to switch positions or would you make left back your new home? Because it is tricky because when he goes and plays for his national team, he gets to play an attacking position. I mean, I mean, he, it's hard for me to say that. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, if he feels like he should play in the wing, give him a try, give him a shot, let him see what he can do. At least in the preseason, see what he can, uh, how he can perform over the preseason. Um, you know, he's he has the mentality. He he thinks, you know, he's thinking like a winger. He want he clearly wants to play that position. 
Um, he's obviously fell into a a uh, defensive role, you know, I, uh, not to compare them in a way. I am, I am going to compare them in a way like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, right? He was a winger uh, and became a, a, a pretty good tackler, at least as a, as a, a right back. Um, and I think he's cool with that because uh, he doesn't have any offensive abilities. Now, Alfonso Davies, on the other hand, you know, he clearly thinks he has some offensive avail- abilities to be able to switch back to to the uh, to the front as a wing. So I say, why not give him a try? Let him try it for the preseason and see where that goes. See where it gets him. Uh, see if he makes some waves. Maybe he'll, you know. Yeah. Why not? Why? Why suppress somebody's uh, skill set? You know, especially if that's where they really feel like they're comfortable at. True. True. Marcus, you're dealing with a similar situation, man. You want to play one position, but your coach is telling you. I need you here, boss. How you feeling? What would you do if you were Alfonso Davies? Alfonso, you can't do what I did. You can't send them the text message and say, no, nah, I'm good. But I'm sorry, Clay. Only person that I respect that should start over him on the wings is Coach. He's better than all of them. I want to see MLS they. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to see. Put the boy back on the wing. You told the man he was gonna he was gonna be the next rock. That was his dream when he came over there. But you got Alabama. They, they, they lie oh, to get people there, man. Look at Gravit Birch, man. Hey, he, he him the, look who sold him the dream. Look, is he still here? Look who sold him the dream, bro. Hey, you can't say that. You can't say that like the government is hiding your face too, man. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, you, can't, hey. you can't have a foggy screen and say that and try hey, to zoom man. in. Like you're making a point. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's there. Hey. His brother's next. Hey, man. All I can say is he don't know. So why do we keep making him play defense? Yeah. If Canada let him play in the midfield, play him why why can't Bayern? It didn't it didn't I mean y'all barely won the damn league. Yeah, well try something. I mean shit. If Jurgen gonna let Trent play midfield, why that boy can't play wing? Just so let me know to Thomas. Trent can't defend. But let, let's just stop there. No, I'm kidding. Alfonso. What are you talking about? We've seen Davis get mixed. He could defend better than Trent. Let, let's stop stop that. But Bruh. then I ask you, then I ask you, yeah, he's just faster. He ain't known he's as faster. a defender. Like, he's not known as he's a defender. He's faster. He has, oh, he has yeah. more recovery no, speed. That. That's all. No, right. He's not known as a defensive Because, uh, uh, right hey, man, I remember when y'all was playing the Champions League during COVID, Anthony. Remember that sick high line Byron used to play with? Hey, man, it was just pace running back. That, I don't know. So then I ask you this. If any of you guys was to buy Alfonso, what are you going to be buying him as? <laughs> Left back. All right, then. Yeah, love that. Auxiliary. He's made himself a specialist within a position that, you know, there isn't that many quality players within that position. So well, why would you want to ruin that to try to go be a winger? Like, let's just be a I winger. mean, I, I give you some of that only because, like, the game has changed so much to where right backs and left fullbacks are pretty much default wingers. I mean, or midfielders, depending on how the, the system plays you know, because they play inverted or on the outside. So, I mean, I give them that much, but I mean, my thing is like, 
why not give him a shot at trying to be a winger and see what it, see what happens with that? That's I, I think it's worth a shot at least, you know. Um, I feel like they played him there before too. That's the thing though. They they split as a winger, but I understand what you guys are saying. But as I feel like the team is so competitive now, it's like, why would you just 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 stay where you're at? Hey man, I thought Anthony, I thought something was going on. Anthony was looking so straight for like three minutes. He didn't move. I thought my computer was gate. But I didn't know he was that disciplined. What's good, Anthony? What, what would you hey, do? Hey, you know I me. Saw, I saw you your say, text. I, I was like, oh straight, snap. <laughs> yeah, I, I look straight. I look straight, man. I'm 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 zoned in. If you were Alfonso Davies, what would you do? Would you stay at left back and hold it down, or would you want to explore your game and play higher up? Yeah, I mean, I would want to explore and play up, but if I'm a manager, hey, boy, stay your ass back. You, Hey, hey, further up you getting is wing back. You better hey, hope man. I change my tactics. You yeah. can't you can't treat him <laughs> like Rosa Parks, man, and tell him stay in the back, man. You can't nah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, we need that pace. We need we need that pace back there. We don't need you forward. There's no reason. <laughs> By the way, guys, I don't know if you guys have learned about this or read about it, but Alfonso Davies, he was uh, born in Ghana family from liberia but he plays for canada and he might have he might have fucked up y'all because canada soccer <laughs> they couldn't be falling for bankruptcy soon okay they was just in the world cup happy to score a goal now they don't have money anthony they can't travel to games the women have turned down a lot of friendlies they they ride in coach i don't know what's going on in canada but it looks like the national team needs drake's help because I have, I've never seen Drake put that shit on. He be wearing Arsenal gear. He be wearing Liverpool gear. He wear everybody's drip. Might have seen him in a French jersey before when they won the World Cup. Never seen him put that Canada on. They need help. Man, how do y'all feel about Canada potentially filing for bankruptcy, man? What What is the FA doing? Yeah, I just read some stuff about it today. Yeah, it... it... They can't even pay the women's team was about to boycott a tournament earlier this season. The men's team, yeah, uh, the World Cup. Yeah, they was thinking about doing it. I think they go to, they go to Australia uh, next month and start some training. Um, <sighs> ah man, that that's. And I heard the coach was like pleading and crying about you know, hey, we need some money. Everybody needs to be in on this. I'm, I was paraphrasing, but and everybody needs to help out with this. We need to you know this that and the other. So. I don't know. I mean, what isn't hockey their national sport? I mean, I, I know yeah. they're not really big in the as big in the soccer. I know they're becoming better uh, as time is going on, but you know, soccer's just not their big sport. I mean, look look at what it took for the U.S. to really get gain traction. Their women's team had to be the the catalyst for the U.S. men's team for really to really be something uh, in the world uh, soccer uh, uh, view. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's I never really thought about them anyway, except for right now. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And that is a good point. The U.S. ladies won the World Cup in 99. Then the men made the quarterfinals in 02 under McBride and those guys, Donovan. Uh, 
Marcus, what's going on with your op up north, man? Mates need to get this shit together, man. Um, I, I, they, they actually, and to me, on the men's side, the young, that young striker that plays at Lalil. Oh, Jonathan like, David. Mm-hmm. They and then they got also other attacking players with Alfonso. Like it's just not more. So like this is like their golden era. So for them to be missing out, possibly, I think that's not a good look. And um, yeah, I read the article also. The coach out here pleading for money and. They out here telling him bankruptcy is looking like the best option. So um, they need to figure it out. I don't know how. Maybe stop stop giving that free hair care or something, bro. Charge somebody, bro. Y'all get some money. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan, David, your family's from Haiti, so I understand why you play from Canada. But you, Alfonso Davis, you should be playing for Ghana. That's what you get, boy. Uh, hey, if y'all lose your money, don't come back to Ghana now asking for help. Trying to get a Black Stars jersey. That's what a lot of you boys like to do. <laughs> Memphis Depay, he he want to wear the Kentucky cloth and wear the Ghana jersey. But then uh, you leave and you wear that orange shit, hey, man. That's why you ain't never going to win nothing, too. <laughs> Anywho, let me stop being petty, man. Let me bless up, get out the way, and let Ephraim educate us on what's going on in the transfer window, man. It's a lot of, lot of interesting things going on. Well, we touched on a couple things already. One was the Arsenal and Manchester City fight over Declan Rice. As we just heard from Dan earlier, uh, Arsenal put in a, a big bid for him this time. Uh, looks like it'll probably break. If it goes through, it'll probably be a huge transfer record, uh, 105 million pounds. That's 100, I think Anthony said earlier, 134 million U.S. So that'd be a big, big uh price tag on a midfielder. I kind of feel the same way about Dan. Uh, after after Paul Pogba, I I'm, I got burned. I ain't trying to pay that much for a midfielder anymore. Um, Mateo Kovacic, excuse me, he signed his finally uh, official at uh, City. So they at least got a midfielder in. Um, let's see, Chelsea. Uh, let me go to Liverpool real quick because apparently they are looking to, they may be, look, be looking to sign uh, Fede Valverde. Real Madrid for about 90 million euros. Hey, hold um, on, hold on. Before we, that's all yeah. smoke. That's I mean, all smoke. these are though. I mean, at the end of the day, remember, Marcus, these are rumors. Until we get a, what's, what's my man, uh, for uh, Fabrizio Romano say, till we get a here we go, I don't, I ain't, we ain't nothing's really confirmed. So yeah. I hear you. You're right. It's nothing but smoke. It really we, is. We right. ain't spending that much money for that boy. He nice, but not that. Mm -hmm. After, like you said, y'all might. Apparently, y'all got some big money with FSG. So there's even rumors about killing Mbappe. I know that's far fetched too. I get that. That's very far fetched. Um, let's see. Uh, Chelsea, you guys clear out is on. Um, I don't know what's up with Mason Mount. You guys are trying to hold him hostage, apparently. See if he's going to come back to you guys. Y'all are, uh, are broke. Y'all are broke. Y'all are broke. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, Christian Pulisic. Uh, One year like, left on the contract. You trying to extort people? Come on, have some, have some sense. They're broke. What do you mean, bro? Just spend the money if you want them. Nah, he ain't. Nah, one year left. Nah, bro. Come spend on. Spend the money if you want them. Yeah, he ain't that worth it. Yeah, now you might lose them for free. What, what's right. what's that <laughs> about? 
Thank you. It's like it's like yeah. Tottenham and Harry Kane. Y'all better take something for him. No comment. for y'all. No comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kristen Pulisic might be going to AC Milan. Uh, they're, they're looking like they're talking for him. You guys just lost uh, Loftus Cheek, it looks like. He's on his way to AC Milan as well. I know you hinted on that uh, earlier, Claytus. Um, Let's see. Arsenal, uh, we already talked about you guys and what y'all want. Manchester City, y'all got some people going out. Like, uh, Gunnigan officially is with Barcelona now. I know that was already done last week, but it's official now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still looking to see what happened with Bernardo Silva. Rumors that he might go overseas to, to Saudi Arabia, as we talked about earlier. Um, there's also rumors for United. <laughs> United might go in for Calvin Phillips. I think that's far-fetched, but if, if you want some PT, come on over, bro. We'll take you right now. We need a backup for Casemiro anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, like big news transfers, that's really it. Kyle Torres was a uh uh is a name that's been on the move. It looks like he might be going to Aston Villa. Uh what else? Yeah, that's probably it for like big, big names. Um, we're looking to get Nana. Uh I feel like you're missing uh what's gonna call it? Um Timothy Way to Juventus. I feel like that's a really big, big It's a good thing for you for a US player. I think he's definitely climbed the ranks. Like I think he's definitely progressed. Hey, he's a he's a legal um champion. I mean he's He's Joe Linton. They they've told that boy you ain't a striker, you a midfielder, go run for us, boy. Bro, did you see him against Brazil? Boy, that boy was running. He can run. He can run. Hey, man. Hey, buyers should look at him at left back, man. That nigga be working hard, man. <laughs> it looks like Pulisic might be going to the uh, Uber Eats League as well. It looks like Lil, Lil yeah. Pulisic. So, so there's a, there's a couple there. different. He belongs there. Yeah. There's a couple hot. different teams might be looking at him. That's that's crazy. Captain uh, America. Right? Yeah. yeah. We need look. We He's talked about last week. Hey, Clayton, you should thank him. Hey, Benny. you should thank him for that Champions League run. It was him. It was on. It was on the back of Chrissy P. Yep, it, it was. was. Nah, okay. he, he was. He was good, but he was, it wasn't on his back though. Hey, Did he, he even start? Anthony, put the put the drink down. Put the drink. Down. <laughs> hey man, hey, what pack you hey, smoking today, Anthony? Put the hey, drink. don't he wear number ten? Yeah, he does. You know they don't have I, shame I over need, there. I may need to purchase that before it's off the market, man. You should. You know That's a collector's item. Yeah, remember he's like. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a LeBron James of soccer. Yeah, I mean, the way I, the way I look at it, bro, Captain America is going to vanish in the Uber Eats League like that. knows when he snapped his finger and you won't hey, see him again. That's he what might, I'm But this might be good for him, though, because he needs playing time. We talked about it last week with the U.S. players and they needing playing time. Okay. That might be the best thing for him. It might Look, we might not rate the league, but he, he needs he needs to be playing. So, Geo reign of season, bro. Fuck Pulisic, bro. Y'all got way too many good. I agree niggas. with you. I think, yeah. At the end of the day, I think again, you got all these good niggas now, bro. Pulisic, man, let him disappear, bro. Thanos snap. Reina keeps getting hurt, though. That's the that's his problem. Can Reina stay uh healthy for a season? No, he can't. <laughs> right. He's a talented player. I like him a lot, but nah, he can't stay healthy. No milk. He didn't drink milk growing up. No bones. <laughs> So, but now nah, that's it for the big transfer rumors right now, man. We'll, we'll have some more updates as the season goes, as the off season goes on. I should say. I appreciate that, Ephraim. Now it's that time, man. Mark is gonna bless us with that MLS minute. Get us at what's going on with the only show in town right now. <laughs>
win it one MLS minute, man. Before we get into the games, we got, I mean, we call him Dastradamus. I can't take that title, but we told you a couple weeks back that Tata was going to be back in the MLS, and Wednesday is going to be official, okay? I told you Sergio was on the way. That boy was in the, in the stands watching the game. Hey, shout out to that homie that went to Philly. You're a bozo. If you listened to the pod, you would have knew. Don't travel to Philly. Messi not playing. And you looked as stupid with your son. But uh, we got three games this week. First off, Clay, this was waiting on this. DC United versus FC Cincy. Okay? First off, we're going to give respect to Benteke. Okay? Oh, well, hold on. Before we get into the games, you know we got that All-Star game coming up. Yeah, we're going to be playing Arsenal, Dan. I, hope, I don't know who, who flying over. Um, we, we, y'all going to have that boy, our boy in the goal, in the goal, because we know you're not using your real players. Um, <laughs> Matt Turner. Hey, yeah. hey, why not? Balogun, come on, man. One last game for you, the American country, you know, before you get sold. Come on, man. <laughs> so we're going to run through a couple of the, um, of the all-star guys. I mean, notable guys. You know, I ain't going to hold you up. First off, Benteke, okay? Benteke made the all-star team, man. Okay? He made the all-star team. Hey, GG from the Atlanta United. He he has 10 goals in 15 games. Yeah, that boy made the team. Jesus Ferreira, if you're a USA fan. Hey, Kili Kamara, I don't know that brother's age, bro, but he been in his leagues for so long, okay? Jordan Morris, yeah, the forgotten boy. Thiago Almada, the assist leader in the MLS, sitting on nine right now. Uh, we uh, <laughs> Excuse me. McTar, the, uh, the MVP, has made it again. Shout out to that boy Ricky Pugh has finally made an all star team because uh, he wasn't making it on Barca, he's making that bench barely. But uh, on the defending side, uh, we got a former Chelsea player has made it, Matt Mazai. Uh, I don't know how to say that brother's name, but Clay, you should know your own player that never played. Uh, we got Walker Zimmerman, and you know, it's a pick at the goalkeeper that I kind of question because he's on our suspect goalkeeper list. Tyler Miller of DC United. I don't know who, I don't know what coaches put you in, but maybe Wayne Rooney got a little bit more pool than I, than I know about because uh, you know, the hell going on there. But yeah, our first game was DC versus, versus Cincy. Ben Teke out here bossing them boys out here Dominant in the air, you would think he he could make dang on Belgian team again. <laughs> we know that's not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, DC kind of ran away with this game. Um, first goal, Benteke uh took the took possession from a defender, 
who got some tra- trash feet. He had the ball. He had a ball on the back pass, losing it. Benteke scoops it, plays it outside. They play the cutback number seven Santos. Goal. It was an ugly goal. For real, for real. It was like when you playing FIFA, you press circle too many times too early and it just barely get in there. But uh, that was nine minutes in. Then that boy Ben Teke showed his dominance in the air 16 minutes. DC United get a free kick. Uh, ben Teke hits it to his homeboy. He hits it off the goal post. Off the rebound, they get another goal. It's two zip. It's all in the first half. We they, Yeah. Yeah, seems to get smoked. Okay. 42, 42nd minute. Mr. Miller actually had one of the best passes I've seen from a goalkeeper since Allison or Edison. I mean, it was a beautiful long ball. Benteke bosses again in the air, plays it to his teammates, one-on-one with a defender and the goalkeeper. If possible angle, it was something that that Gabriel was doing Martinelli was doing this season possible angle getting in there they already up three zip and for this is the first half so um yeah second half was pretty dry and it ended three zip DC United got that dub okay second game we're gonna run through this one because it was Atlanta United versus NY the New York Red Bulls and we got royally smoked. I'm starting to put out the coach's question mark. Carlos Pineda, what the hell is you doing, bruh? Um, you can only use, hey, Miles is at USA. Gold Cup finna be over soon for that, brother. So, um, yeah, get it together. 31 minutes in, you know it's something with my back line doing something stupid. This time... Gootman, you getting played on the throw-in. I'm confused, brother. Killed us on the throw-in. Get, get, get caught out on the cutback. One zip. Yeah, they smoking us already. 44th minute, they get in the box. We slide tackling. And this is a, a, a prime example of why your boy does not like shitty defenders slide tackling. Stay on your feet, bro. Because you slide tackle the ball right into the damn goal. On goal to zip. NY is getting it in. That was the first half. And then I would say second half started. It was pretty regular. It was pretty boring. But 77 minutes in, we get another example. Shitty defending three zip. Yeah. And it's not over, Dan. I see your face. 89th minute. The homie Hernandez playing, playing, man, just hits a little curler from outside the box, man. It was too nasty. We take another L. Last game, because of the moves going on, I wanted to watch Miami. I wanted to see the bottom of the league. <laughs> yeah, they went against Trash. Philly. Trash. Yes, they are. They're the bottom of the league, sir. Okay, they're trash, like you say. But 13 minutes in, Miami showed what the announcer was telling the whole game. He kept saying, the trash, the trash in the box, the trash on the free kicks, free header, one zip union. 
Okay, early, 38th minute. Former Miami player, Carranza, two zip. Showed him some respect, no celebration. Not gonna lie, I would have danced on their ass. You, you guys are shit. Um, three zip. What is that? We get three zip out of nowhere. And uh, because we get another little nice uh, passage of play, then another cutback. I'm not going to lie. That's the number one move for the MLS. Cutback plays in the box. That's a goal. But 49th minute, this inner Miami team shows some fight. This fella Taylor gets a nice little goal outside the box. It's 1-3. But um, 67th minute. Philly is dominating again. Get it back in the box. In this shit. But what was funny, it was an own goal because it ricocheted. So, yeah. Philly got into out the way. Tata, you're going to have to probably sell everybody on that back line. Um, Busquets, I don't know if you can control the midfield, but, hey. We got more moves for Inter Miami on the way because they need some more defending. We we might hit. We heard it's another Barca player on the way, but we're gonna wait till next week. We out, man. MLS minute, man. Hold on, Marcus. What about uh the big signing of uh Timu Piku Puki or whatever his name is from uh Norwich City? He went to uh Inter Minnesota FC Minnesota or Minnesota FC. Hey man, Puki. Timu Puki. Hey man, we we know. We're gonna let y'all, we're gonna let y'all keep keep. <laughs> because Timo, when they first came up, I'm not gonna lie, he was yeah. nice. But then it was like his run kind of fell out. And now that I look at it, he's 33 years old. Checks. You better you better come try to play. <laughs> you better come try to, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. He had only four goals in the court. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Checks. This is this brother is not what I thought he was. Ten goals last year. Rex. Might not be getting 10 goals in the MLS, but yeah, like you said, Timo Pookie was a thorn in Liverpool's back now at Minnesota. Maybe you might bring Minnesota up the standards. We'll let y'all know about them standards next week. And well, not next week, after our vacay. We out. America's birthday is next Tuesday, so <laughs> we're not gonna be here, but before we go. You know what we got to do, champagne goal of the week. And I'm going to start it off. Uh, I almost forgot about this match until Marcus reminded me because I was too turned on Sunday. But the under-23s African Cup of Nations is going on. Ghana defeated Congo 3-2. And then my champagne goal of the week is Emmanuel Yabois' first goal in the 75th minute. Marcus will let you know Congo almost came back because they scored a goal in the 93rd, 94th minute. And, yeah, today we lost 5-1 to Morocco. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? Yeah, I was just checking out them scores when you were saying that. Wow. Uh, I'm going to give some the MLS some love. I'm going to go with Justin Glad from uh, Real Salt Lake. They uh he scored a uh last like a I think a uh injury time uh goal to give them a two two draw, um yeah beautiful volley from the uh from the left side of the goal so or right side of the goal 
Claytus, what's your champagne goal of the week? I was going to go ahead and give it to one of my DC United boys, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Buddy with the own goal from Inter Milan mm. into Miami, you know, causing them to take that L and that kid with the sign that flew 12,000 miles not to see Messi. Oh, yeah. Should have listened to the podcast. We, we told you already, he ain't coming until the 21st. <laughs> Marcus, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm gonna give it to the to the brother from the Congo. I think they say he was 19 or 18 years old. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give him my champagne goal of the week because that was the first goal from that nation in the under 23s. And also because when you got that goal, brother, the Ghana coach chain cross it appeared. I did not see it the whole game, Dan. Okay? When them boys start coming out my back, his chain started getting held a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Hey, Anthony, we got our biggest sports journalist is a brother. One of his aliases is Countryman Songo. And he was under a tree giving a focus rant on his show, man. He's live. He's live. He's at the tournament. So he has one of his mans in the studio, right? And he's under a tree sweating, giving the rant of his life, man. Yeah, we stressed in Ghana, man. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, what's your champagne go to week? Man, I kind of struggling to find one. I'm going to just have to say it's his own goal Canada gave up to uh... Guadalupe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> in this gold cup match that's, that's my champagne for the 2-2 draw that, that's it <laughs> that's what's up uh in the club all-stars i got a little different one i, I want to say rest in peace big pokey today's june 27th if you're a fan of houston rap you know this is dj screw day one of the greatest songs of all time came out june 27th shout out d moses birthday Rest in peace, DJ Screw, uh, Big Hawk, Fat Pat, Big Mo, all of them. I know a lot of people talk about Philly, New York having great rappers, but Houston, they know how to rap their ass off in that community of freestylers, artists. Shout out Lil Flip, everybody, Zero. Let's, let's yeah. even go outside of there. Let's go to, out. to Texas. Let's go to like... Yeah, yeah. Shout out UGK. There, right? yeah. For sure, yeah. So, yeah, man. We in the club with DJ Screw. All of them. No lean, though. No lean. We drinking water. You know, we drinking water tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but you from who you in the club with, man? I'm going to stay in the MLS. I'm bringing DC United. They're in a playoff spot. Right, Marcus? Give me, don't give me. I know I don't follow MLS like that, but I think ninth place, believe it or not, is the play in tournament. Yeah, in the, <laughs> I think that's the play in spot now. Hey, yep. hey, look, that three, that, that wing got him a playoff spot right now. So. I'm bringing them in the club for now. Hopefully they can ride some momentum and keep it going for the rest of the season. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Clay, this who you in the club with, man. Yeah, man. DC United, we at Rose Bar. I might be going to the game because if we since we about to play enter whatever Miami, I might need to enjoy that W. All right. Anthony, who you in the club with? 
I, I'm in the club with, you know, I'm still partying with all the city players, man. We overseas. I just saw, I, I saw Van Dyke. He's actually partying with, with us. I don't know how that loser is, is partying with a treble winning team like us, but you know, we're, we're overseas, man. We, we had some, we had some, some foreign beach. Marcus, man, you gonna let him talk about your leader like that before you say who's in the club, man? Call that hey, man a loser. Hey, man, he don't want everything that can be won, man. That's all hey, I got. Oh, yeah. Outside the Ballon d'Or, man, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Maybe Kevin DeBorne should get some tips. Learn how to handle his women. Ooh, learn how to handle that locker room. Whoa. And learn how to finish a final. <laughs> That brother, hey, man. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> These are low blows, man. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> Who are you in the club with, Marcus? Um, well, I do have to have one outside of uh soccer. Danny Ainge, you can come to the club with me because I want to know how the fuck you Felice Landry Fields for John Goddamn Collins. But on the um uh, soccer tip. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna have Gigi and Almada with me because they made the uh, All Star game. The rest of the squad need to get this shit together with Carlos and figure it the fuck out. Y'all need to drink apple cider vinegar. I mean, apple juice, uh, uh, something. Figure it out. Hey man, just know John Collins had the lowest points per game since his rookie year and the. Lowest rebounds of his career, man. That's why y'all sold him for a cheeseburger and Maryland's finest and Rudy Gay, man. It's like, hey, man, I got a joke. <laughs> I got a joke for y'all on y'all basketball podcast. Who played more games? Rudy Gay, Yadonis Haslam, or Thaddeus Young? What, this year? Yeah. Oh, uh, it has to be Thaddeus. Her question. That is Giannis Haslam. Hey, let me know. We, 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 hey, I'm gonna look it up, but let me know if you find out before nah, me. Man. It has to Wait, be who? Thaddeus. Mm. Oh, you don't know the answer either, oh, man. This Hell, is no, I was guessing shit. <laughs> nah, I was talking Marcus. All right, Thaddeus oh. Young played in 54 games this year. Oh yeah, I oh, know Udonis oh, oh. didn't do that. Hell no, nah. <laughs> I was joking when I said Udonis. I thought it was a trick question. Yeah, it has to be Thaddeus Young. He's yeah, yeah, I think so too. Udonis played in seven games <laughs> at the and, end of the game, right? Yeah, and Rudy Gay. Oh Lord, he played in fifty-six games. He played oh, more. Shit. <laughs> well, so you're starting power forward. You got your answer. Bye out. Bye out. Coming <laughs> soon. I forgot he was still playing. Damn. Yeah, hey man, when you go to that abyss. Hey, you can you can get forgotten, but champagne soccer will never be forgotten. Even though we're on vacation next week, we're gonna holler at y'all next week. And what we gotta do before we out of here, Marcus. Hey man, don't blow your pinkies off next week on the four. But make sure till next time, keep them pinkies up. <laughs>